Life is unpredictable and happens when we least expect it. But when the inevitable happens, life insurance can take care of your debt, create generational wealth for your loved ones, and cover costs to ensure the people you love the most aren't out of pocket. The problem is, many South Africans believe some strange things about life insurance and simply don't take out a policy. Over the next few weeks, Nedbank Insurance is going to help us debunk these myths. They're going to give us everything we need to know to prepare ourselves and the people we love. I'm Jerusha Rath and you're listening to Insurance Mythbusters, brought to you by Nedbank. I'm 23. I don't need life insurance. I'll see that when I'm like 50 or whatever. I'd love to get life insurance, but I know these insurers, they never pay. Always finding a reason to reject claims. I'm better off investing my money than buying life insurance. The break-even point is high and, in most cases, unattainable. I'm not the breadwinner in my family. I don't need life insurance. In our previous podcast, we spoke about why life insurance is important at any stage of life and the real benefits of starting young. But this week, we're going to look at another myth. And that myth is on why some people believe you should rather invest your money in other investment mechanisms instead of life insurance. But the truth is that the break-even point is high and, in most cases, unattainable. Also, the decision shouldn't be an either-or, but rather a mix of clever investing and insurance that both grows and protects your future. With us in studio today, we have Mercedes Hare. She's the Executive Head of Sales and Distribution at Nedbank Insurance, and she's going to help us understand why life cover is the best option to help keep your loved ones financially secure when you're gone. Mercedes, thank you so much for coming into our studio and chatting to us today. Hi, Jerusha. It's so fantastic to be here. And what a wonderful opportunity to actually have this conversation with you. Right. I mean, I think this is the type of thing that so many people shy away from. You know, we don't want to talk about death. We can't bear the thought of leaving behind our loved ones. I know I'm mum, I've got two little girls, and the thought of, of me not being there for their graduation and wedding days is just, it's heartbreaking. But the thing that I can do to love them the most is to make sure that if I'm not there, they're going to be okay. Jerusha, that is absolutely the case. I mean, most of us, whether we're actually parents, I've got two children as well, they are now well into their mid-20s, but whether we're parents or actually whether we aren't parents yet, life insurance is critically important. We often think about life insurance and protection in relation to being a parent and having children, but actually we need to think about the whole family. And it might not be that we're even at that stage yet, but we need that protection for our families after we're gone. That's so true. When we chatted to Jason in a previous episode, he helped us to understand how you can actually create generational wealth from um, starting life insurance when you're young and unencumbered, if you were. Jerusha, the most important advice that we would almost have for anyone is you're young, you start your first job. Start putting away a little bit of money for investments. You mentioned that earlier on, so important. But we often think about the investments, we forget that there's this protection aspect. And if we think about life insurance, the best time and the cheapest time to take out life insurance is when we're still young and we're healthy. So that's actually the best time to do it. As you start to work your first job, your first paycheck, start 
looking at life insurance. Mm. Now, uh, earlier in the episode, we heard some people's opinions and some of the myths that are going around. And one that we've heard as we've been researching for this series is, okay, I'm young. Let me take the money that I might put towards a life insurance policy and invest it. Um maybe in a medium to high risk investment because then my money is going to grow really quickly and by the time something happens to me later on in life I'm going to be giving my family way more money than if I'd just invested in life insurance. Now I'm sure you hear that a lot and what is your response? <laughs> my response is to talk about car insurance and you might think that's got nothing to do with life insurance. My son, as a young person, bought a car and was like, Mom, you can't be serious that I need to insure this. I don't need to do that. You prang the car, it's a write-off, you've got no way to get to work. Let's think about life insurance. It's a similar concept. You imagine when you're young, nothing is ever going to happen to you. But what if it does? And for a whole bunch of people, sadly, that actually becomes the truth. So what then is the family situation? What do you leave behind? And life insurance really is there to help you with that. Equally, you should invest. So you need to find the balance between how do you put a little bit aside for investment, but how do you actually look at this protection category? How do you protect your life? Mm. It's not just for the older people, Jerusha. That is so important because you're not saying it's one or the other. Just get life insurance. It's really a balanced approach to your finances. It's a balanced approach to your finances. Never one or the other a little bit for both. But if you've only invested and you don't have life insurance, something happens to you, what does it mean for the family? You know, equally for yourself, hopefully nothing does happen. You need your investments to effectively support what you want to do in the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Not something to wait for though, Jerusha. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think when we look at the statistics, it shows that South Africans just aren't in the habit of saving. We're not great with our money. We're not putting away money towards retirement and we're certainly not putting away money towards life insurance. How do we instill this um, in ourselves before we even start to think about instilling it in our kids or our family? Where do we start? You're, You're so absolutely right. And you spoke about a myth earlier on. I think for most of us, we think when I'm older, when I'm earning more, I'm in my 20s, when I'm in my 30s, I'm in my 30s, when I'm in my 40s. But at some future date, I will actually start to do this. I think the best thing that we can do as financial institutions is really educate South Africans. It's not about fear, but it is around good financial health. And if I have good financial health, I should actually have some money being put aside, not just for the weekend, for the party, for the dinner I want to go to, for the new outfit, but actually to take care of my overall financial health. And that's the education that I would love us to be doing more of in a South African context. Your financial health is key critical for you. Mm. Mercedes, we got a couple of questions through from some of our listeners. Um, They're very quick questions. I'm going to pose them to you now and let's see what the answer is. First coming through is, is there a limit on what my family can do with the proceeds of my life insurance fund after I've passed on. And that's the beauty of life insurance. You take it out, you nominate beneficiaries, and the funds go directly to your beneficiaries. What they do with it is entirely up to them. So they can pay off debt, 
You know, they can use it to fund something else. They can use it to fund education, whatever their choice is. I almost wanted to say you could use it to fund a holiday. No, that's not good advice at all. (laughs) Maybe a tiny, tiny bit. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) But Jerusha, it's really up to the beneficiaries as to how they actually want to use those funds. Entirely their choice. Right. So... Nedbank is not telling you, you must do this, you must do that. It is up to the family. 100%, 100%. Nedbank is not telling you at all. Neither is the government. It's entirely <laughs> up to you. <laughs> Another question is, I'm really nervous about the tax implications of um, receiving funds from a loved one's life insurance. Mm. Such a common concern. And often then people don't take out life insurance because they're thinking, but what are the tax implications? There aren't any. So if we think about income tax, if we think about capital gains tax, you don't pay either of those on life insurance proceeds. However, the life insurance is paid into the deceased's estate. And from an estate duty perspective, the deceased might actually be liable for estate duty. So no income tax, no capital gains tax, but we don't know what the deceased situation was. And certainly there might be estate duty that they need to pay from their estate. You know, that's just jogged my mind to something, and that is the importance of having your affairs in order then. Um, in Once I've taken that first step, once I've gotten my life insurance, I need to make sure that I have a will and that my affairs are in order um, so that when the money is in my estate, um, you know, my family can get the full benefit of it. Jerusha's so right. It's almost like your affairs probably are in order. <laughs> But what I do, you do love a spreadsheet, Mercedes. <laughs> so do I. Excel is my favorite thing. But, but Jerusha, what you say is so critically important because it's not just the life insurance, but are you clear on your beneficiaries? If something changes in your life, maybe you want to change your beneficiaries. Do you have the contact details somewhere? So very, very important that your estate is in order, your financial affairs are in order. Do you have a will? When last did you update your will? You know, many of us sit and go, oh, yes, I've got a will. But the last time I updated it was five years ago, 10 years ago. For some people, 25 years ago. Jerusha, that's all part of our financial health. Mm. Now, it is understandable that there might be a listener listening to this and feeling somewhat overwhelmed. But the reality is that they're not alone. And Nedbank has all the support and services to walk this road with them. So to that listener who's thinking, oh, dear, I have neither a will nor life insurance. What do you say to them? Reach out. Start by just looking at Nedbank's website. So as an example for us, you know, we can actually offer customers life insurance through a digital application process. Six questions, you're done. You've actually got your life insurance. Such a simple journey, sitting on a Sunday afternoon, having a cup of coffee, thinking about life insurance as we all do. <laughs> but, but literally, that's how quick and easy it actually is. Maybe you're not comfortable in a digital process. You'd rather actually have a chat with a person like you and I chatting here this afternoon. You want to ask some questions, some clarifying question. We have advisors that can help you with that. So my guidance would be, don't wait. Don't be nervous. Look at the digital applications and reach out to a person if you need to do that. We're going to link all of those digital applications below to anybody who's listening to this. They can click through. And of course, like you say, go and speak to somebody in person. And I think with conversations like this, sometimes it is reassuring just to have a face to face. 
It really is. I know that I still enjoy it. I'm one of those people that struggles to buy my airline tickets online. I love looking and shopping there, but when I make that final decision, I just want to talk to a person. I'm a little older than some generations, maybe that, that that's just me. But I think a lot of people today still enjoy shopping on digital, but they like to buy with a person. It's your choice. You can do either of them. We're there for you in any which choice of channel you would choose. Ultimately, the message that I'm taking away from this whole conversation is this is probably the most significant decision that I can make to ensure that my loved ones and family are protected after my death. Jerusha, the way that I'm going to put it is if I were to ask you a question, if you think about your wardrobe, how many outfits do you remember from five years ago? Oh, probably probably my wedding dress and <laughs> not much else. <laughs> so the way to think about this is your financial health is actually the most important commitment that you can make. And that will be with you for your whole life. And the decisions that you choose, if they're good decisions early on, you will be in a good set of situations and circumstances for you or for your family for the rest of your life. But Let's not change that outfit, which neither of us can remember from five years ago. <laughs> Cannot remember for the life of me. Such a good analogy. Mercedes here, thank you so much for being with us today. Jerusha, thank you. It was lovely to meet you and thanks for the opportunity. Good luck to everybody out there.